Get ready for your semi-regular dose of random ideas from the guys at Code Elation. We like to talk about big ideas, companies that are winning and those that aren't, along with current events in our crazy world of software startups. So come along with Eric and Josh, who challenge you to think big, start small, and turn your ideas into something on this episode of From Idea to Done. Hey, everyone. I'm Josh. And I'm Eric. And in this episode From Idea to Done, we have a special guest, Mr. Gordon Miller. Gordon, could you tell the audience just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure, guys. Thanks. Uh, I started my first company when I was 28, about a week before my 29th birthday. And that company's been going uh, now for 26 years. I just turned 55 here back in November. So uh, in that time, I uh, have started a number of other companies. I started my second company in, um, in 1999 and my third in 2004, fourth in 2005. So just continued to do that. We've done several companies now and also contributed to the success of several others uh, as well. So, and, um, uh, you know, I, uh, I've learned a lot over the last 25 or 30 years and uh, mm-hmm. now I'm uh, offering to help the next generation of entrepreneurs make good decisions and adapt and, uh, and thrive uh, in the current market. So it's a, I, I think what you guys is doing is what you guys are doing is valuable. And I think that uh, it's a great service for uh, folks who really do want to, find the best strategy to get to where they want to go. Good answer. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all summed up in, uh, you know, the last 30 years, your overnight success, right? Yes. Well, that's exactly. You know, it, it's funny. <laughs> the way I love to tell the story was I, uh, I actually, uh, gave away most of our, most of the money that I, you know, could have left on the, you know, talk about leaving money on the table. Uh, you know, I didn't make a profit for the first two years and I had a, a mentor of mine, you know, approach me and he's like, uh, Hey, look, uh, you know, you're not making any money. And I go, yeah, I know, but my clients love me. And <laughs> it's like, look, I tell you, you know what, if, if your clients love you, then do, do and if you love them, do them, do a favor, do them a favor and um, make a profit because, you know, they're going to want you around for the next 10 years or 20 years or things like that. And one of our longest running clients now, we're celebrating our 21st year with them. So, oh, wow. uh, you know, it's just amazing. And, uh, you know, we've, in, in that time, we've made millions of dollars with them. And, uh, you know, it's one of those kind of things where, uh, you know, it, we lost some money with them along the way, and it, at least in the first year, I think. But, you know, it was one of those kind of things where we considered, always considered an investment. So I think that, yep. uh, you know, we, we did, we stopped losing money on every project. So we, uh, we would actually make a profit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But uh, so, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just important you know, I think businesses are in business to make a profit. And anytime somebody's like, well, you know, I want to, I want to like, you know, end war and, and solve world hunger and, <laughs> and things like that. And I'm like, well, you know, that's great. Uh, go make a billion dollars and then spend a whole bunch of that great money you earned, you know, trying yep. to solve the world's problems, but don't, don't lose money on everything you do just so you can feel good about saving the planet. I mean, the Absolutely. planet needs you. So, you know, go out there and make, you know, a metric fuck ton of money and uh, spend it on whatever you want. A metric fuck ton. That's, that's it. That's my favorite that's phrase. That's an I, interesting I need to trademark amount. that, you know, when somebody asks me how much money I've made over the years, I always like to tell them, I've made a metric fuck ton of money. Thank <laughs> you, so. I, I can see the t-shirts now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, you know, the main reason we're talking today is, you know, we want to get your take on, you know, launching a new app, validating a product, you know, over the course of your career. Um, how have you seen that done poorly? How have you seen it done well? Just, you know, really anything around that, that subject of uh, two market strategies and, uh, you know, really idea validation. 
Yeah, no, I appreciate the, uh, the question because I think it's a really important one. The, um, <clears throat> so we have contributed to over 200 projects in the last 26 years. And of those, I guess maybe more than a dozen, I would say probably between 12 and 20, have had some kind of mobile component. And uh, so I, I think that with any opportunity that's out there, uh, I think the real serious problem is <clears throat> that they don't know enough about what problem it is they're trying to solve. Uh, is all, and then, so they end up building an app that actually solves another problem, which is a problem nobody wanted solved. Yep. And then uh, they also never manage to monetize it. You know, they don't, you know, they're just like, oh, well, you know, if I, if I charge a dollar for my app and I get a million downloads, I just made a million dollars. Actually, you make about 700,000. Apple's going to take the first 300,000. <laughs> you know, the, uh, you know the, uh, those bastards at Apple. But the, um, the reality, though, is, is that, you know, if it were that easy, I mean, everybody would make an app and sell a million copies and, you know, and call it a day. So I think that the biggest, the two biggest problems that you run into is people end up building the wrong thing uh, and the app comes to market. And, um, you know, everybody goes, wow, you know, it's a shame if it did this, I would be really interested in it, but it doesn't do that. So, oh, well, and, uh, and then they fail to monetize it effectively either. You know, they think it's going to be a million people are going to pay a dollar a month to subscribe to it, or they're going to pay a dollar once and a million people are going to download it, whatever. Yep. But you know, that model, unfortunately, doesn't work. I mean, it, it worked, you know, in the early days, but it doesn't work all the time doesn't work now. Yeah, it's really easy to do a top-down valuation of your market and just say, if I had a million people give me a, a buck each, I'm gonna be, you know, be a millionaire, obviously. Right. Um, but it, it's it's so easy to step over the target market problem, as you had said, you build a solution that's in search of a problem now. And it's just, that's a tough place to be in. It is, and, and the, uh, you know, it, it's, it's difficult too, because uh, we've done a bunch of speculative work over the years, including building apps for people and, and things like that. And, you know, the, the, the way the pitch always goes is it's like, you know, oh, well, you know, if, uh, if we could just raise the 200,000 to build the app with or 100,000 or whatever, and even though Apple's going to take 300,000, we'll still make like five or 600,000, you know, and it, as long as it's with somebody else's money. And so, yeah. you know, the uh, trying to find somebody to, you know, to pay for development ahead of you proving your idea is worth anything is pretty, you know, pretty ridiculous. I mean, at this point, um, I'm, I'm, I've been an angel investor with uh, the New Dominion Angels here in Richmond, and uh, there's a DC group as well, as well as the Virginia Tech Angel Group uh, out of um, out of Blacksburg, Virginia. And so, you know, and I've also reviewed 10,000 you know pitch deck submissions and and idea submissions from off of Quora.com, uh, where I have 147,000 followers and 138 million views. But the uh, having reviewed all those pitch decks the, you know, the, the number one resonating thing is that, you know, they, there's, there's no proof that their idea has any real value. And if it doesn't have any real value, people aren't really going to put any real money into it. And mm -hmm. uh, I think that's the, the biggest problem. I, I like to tell people when they say, well, you know, how much traction do I need? And I said, well, you know, typically, at least uh, in some of the deals that I've done, I'd like to see at least 10,000 paid members that paid at least a dollar. I mean, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. and I'd like to see 100,000 people uh, who are subscribed by name and email address and phone number and, and things like that, who did paid zero. And so if you can't organically get the product to market, and then whether that's partnering with somebody and, and doing it for equity or, you know, convincing your college roommate that 
you know, who's uh, in computer science that, you know, you're the perfect guy to be in business with and uh, you're the sales guy and yep. you're going to go out there and sell this great thing. He's going to work his ass off for, you know, six to eight months on for free and hope that, you know, a 50-50 split is equitable for him. And uh, so, you know, I think it's just a matter of trying to come up with the right strategy to get, bring the app to market. But you, you got to be damn sure that this thing is really going to be what everybody needs. And yeah. the, the yep. market's pretty full out there. That brings us actually, as the sales and marketing guy <laughs> for Codelation, that really kind of segues nice into our next question. And so how would you like market an app in 2020 with no audience? Yeah, the best way, it depends on what the app is. I mean, it depends on what the purpose of the app is. Uh, and I, <laughs> my answer is going to be a little controversial, but uh, there was an article that I read about this, you know, the other day. So it's timely. Uh, the, the founders of Tinder are up in arms because, uh, they're, because of what they refer to as off label uses for their platform. You know, there's people out there pitching products and <laughs> trying to do some kind of, you know, everything from, you know, trying to go for, you know, uh, angel investor dollars to pitching their, their makeup and, uh, in their, uh, farm, their nutraceuticals or a whole bunch of other mm -hmm. stuff like that, you know, and, you know, the founders of Tinder are like, dude, this is for hooking up. You know, what are you guys doing? You know I mean? And uh, so, you know, the, and it, it's the exact same problem that I ran into with the people from uh, LinkedIn. You know, I have uh, almost 9,000 followers now on, on LinkedIn in my, in my network, in my professional network. And, you know, I got a, I actually got a call or I got a message first and then I asked the guy to call me uh, from LinkedIn. And he's like, good dude, what are you doing? And I go, what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm building out my network. And he's like, dude, you can't do it. That's not the way this works. You know, this is about building a value chain and vouching for people. I'm like, I'm not going to vouch for anybody. Screw it. I'm just going to build the biggest damn network I can yeah. of business professionals and keep track of them for the next 20 years. And uh, so, I, you know, who are you to say that, you know, just because you guys envisioned the platform and brought it to market and spent billions of dollars, uh, you know, trying to make it what it is, you know, it's like, you know, I think people forget that uh, people will use platforms however best suits their needs. And, uh, platforms will adapt and and survive in different ways. I mean, you know, who would have thought when LinkedIn first got started that it would become like you know the place to stick your resume? Uh, you know, but the reality is is that uh, as Gary Vaynerchuk likes to say, right now LinkedIn is one of the most undervalued uh, you know places for attention you can possibly Absolutely. find. And uh, in fact, when I launched my own website at GordonMiller.com. I, uh, I get a full 13 to 15% on any given week where the traffic just from LinkedIn and, uh, you know, I've, I've been mentoring entrepreneurs and things like that. And it's, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, you know, working with these, the next generation of kids, I mean, most of the people that I mentor between 25 and 35 and, uh, you know, it's been, uh, it's been tremendous. I, I love it. But, you know, getting back to the, the app issue though, uh, and how to market it, the real opportunity is just, uh, be out there on every channel. And I, I did this for a while. I mean, I was on Quora and a lot of people are on Medium or Reddit or stuff like that and build up mm -hmm. some credibility. But, uh, and I think Quora is probably how you guys found me. But uh, the, um, you know, I, I, I took about six months or, or more and kind of just hit YouTube, uh, you know, hit, uh, hit LinkedIn, uh, hit um, Instagram, hit Snapchat, hit a bunch of stuff. And just to kind of get a feel for what it's like. And I think you just have sure. to hit them all. I mean, I think you have to use it. You know, the people you're trying to reach are out there in so many different ways. And I think yep. you, and, and I, I mean, I'm not going to, 
you know, I'm not going to be on Tinder, but you know, if, if I was female between 18 and 29 and I had a product that I was going to promote, <laughs> I for damn sure I'd be promoting it in my Tinder profile. <laughs> and, and I would be living simultaneously in like eight different cities, all with uh, half a yep. million people or more. Though, so. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. And uh, we absolutely, uh, you know, I, I came across you on Quora and I thought it was just a, kind of a breath of fresh air where it's not just, you know, a business person trying to do business people stuff. I, I enjoyed the posts around, you know, the, the thoughts on cars and obviously the business stuff. And it's just, it was, it was nice to see someone just out there and just, you know, willing to kind of take every angle of, of personal life. And so that's definitely, I, I think a, a humanizing factor of a platform like Quora lets you do that. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Now I, I yeah, I stuck to business related stuff for a while. I mean, I have almost 11,000 answers now. Uh, and uh, so, but, you know, I'm actually a top contributor, top 10 contributor to 134 categories. And uh, one of the things that I learned along the way, I mean, I've I, I become a, you know, I was already a really good writer, uh, thanks to my 11th grade English teacher, uh, Mr. Smith, uh, who insisted that I wasn't going to graduate, uh, you know, 11th grade English unless I uh, really became the much better writer that I was capable of. And so glad he made you buckle down. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. I mean, I have a video, I have a video on my YouTube channel that talks about it. So, but it's, it's great because it's like, you know, he gave me a D and told me that the key to writing was rewriting and I was going to rewrite stuff until he told me to stop for the entire semester. And if I did that, I would get, I would earn an A and Mm -hmm. and honestly, it's the first A I ever really earned in school. School is pretty (laughs) easy for me. Uh, I've, I've had I've been reported I have a very high IQ, so I rarely studied, but I, I got great grades and stuff like that. But, you know, he was the first one to really challenge me. And uh, writing on core every day has helped me increase that. And, and along the way, I learned that, um, that there are other important factors to business success. Uh, I happen to think that uh, there, there are two factors in business success is how you do in the boardroom and, frankly, how you do in the bedroom. And uh, you're your personal relationships have a huge impact on whether or not your business is going to be successful or not. And if people are willing, if people are going to go, you know, balls to the wall, pun intended, I guess, uh, on in their business and devote 16, 18, 20 hours a day to it, it's at the expense of their personal relationships and, and things like that. And, you know, if that's a factor, you know, it, it can, it can be to your detriment, especially if you have investor money and your investors want to see you chained to your desk for 20 hours a day. Yeah. But, you know, it's important that, you know, so I began writing on those topics and, and helping people understand the role that a good, solid relationship plays in, in your overall success, at least your long-term success. Awesome. Well, one one other question I had is, you know, you talked about uh, doing some angel investing and how, you know, a idea really doesn't, um, doesn't have an uptick in the investor world at this point. If someone came to you and, and you, you said that you wanted to show traction around, you know, a certain number of users and paid users, how would you, how would you coach somebody with that idea to move to the next step? Well, so I think that um, in terms of uh, being able to get to the next level, you're right. An idea itself, when I started reviewing, when I started asking for idea submissions and I stuck an email out there, I'm not going to mention the email because I don't answer them anymore, <laughs> but the, but I, you know, having gotten 10,000 emails in the first year, uh, you know, year and a half or so, the, um, you know, out of those 10,000, only 200 of them were even properly formatted. So yeah. there was a lot, there were a lot of people who had a passion or an interest in something, but they had not really invested the time in how to organize that information into something that an investor would take seriously. Mm-hmm. And um, of those 200, about 50 of them were actually really pretty compelling. I think that 
um, I would really, you know, uh, I, I think that they would have a chance to get investment. And some things didn't meet my investment profile. Some things are real estate deals, which I don't like sure. to do and mm-hmm. things like that. But uh, uh, of the 50, 20 of them were actually really pretty amazing. And I, I worked with those 20 over a two-year period to try to develop and bring those to market. And so I, I think that, you know, entrepreneurs have to partner with somebody like me who's willing to, you know, make the time or, or even make the investment. Uh, whether that's you know me helping them develop the software or having a software development partner or mm-hmm. you know having somebody on the team i think the biggest problem is is that somebody has what they believe is a great idea and it may be a fantastic idea but you know they don't have any sales or business background they have no idea how to monetize it they don't have their college roommate from 4 years ago who's a computer science guy who's willing to you know spend all of his weekends coding this thing for the next year so it's a, you know, it's a little difficult kind of situation. So I, I think that it's a, you know, I, I think the whole opportunity is you have to find the right partners, whether that's the right financial partner or the right technology partner. And, um, and I, I even still use that same thing today. I mean, today for me, I, I continue to put people together because my network mm-hmm. is so vast and I have lots of uh, a wide reach. Um, you know, I even did a deal today where uh, I have somebody who, needed products and I had somebody who helped people bring products to market and physical products. And I put those two people together and now they have a, a seemingly endless pipeline of products that, you know, they want to put through the, a new platform. So there you, you know, go. There you go. And yeah. you know, I, I get a percentage, so it's great. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, but you know, I, I get to make money while I'm sitting on the beach, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's one of those kind of things where um, you know, it, it takes finding the right people. And uh, I think that, uh, ultimately, uh, I started helping people build apps and bring stuff to market because um, if they were going to raise two hundred thousand dollars, let's say, and spend at least a hundred thousand in development, uh, you know that the development cost might only cost like fifty grand uh, in in some case. So, you know, I figured, well, if I were participating in something like that and I was able to reduce the cost and not charge full freight for development, then I could lower the barrier to entry. So now they're looking for 150 or even a hundred. Yep. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, then more deals get funded and more deals get brought to market, a higher chance that they'll actually succeed. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Gordon, I, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day to, to sit down and chat with us about, you know, uh, app ideas, business, the whole, the whole nine here. So thank you very much. Sure guys. Thanks.